Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everybody. Greetings from Clearwater. <laughs> I'm having so much fun with this board, kind of figuring out all the stuff. It's really fun. And uh, we're based on popular request <laughs> and a lot of strong arming from our COO. We're... Um, <laughs> we're we're camera here. ready this yeah. morning. So um, I I was thinking about this uh, earlier that uh, you know how we have friends that are doing like seventy five hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So uh, Bill Elizondo and and Brett Buick and and a few others. And the most I could commit to was seventy five. Well, Man. I'm like I'm doing my own version of seventy five oh, hard. Oh, yeah. Is that I'm gonna be camera ready? Oh. What for the next seventy five days? You better days. allow for time zones. Yeah, I well, I I and that's I might be rough. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> uh, you heard it here. Heard I may it. I may be rough because um, yeah. we will be spending much of. Uh, um, oh man, we're like around Thanksgiving. We're going to be uh, Central Time. Central Time, and then we go to Mountain Time, which means seven a.m. for me, mm-hmm. and I like my sleep. Well, listen. Mm-hmm. Just remember, our mountain time friends are always, it's always 7 a.m. I know, for them so to be the morning show. you're welcome to join us. But then again, you don't have to be on camera, though. They're, they're probably not wearing pants when they're listening at 7 a.m. Exactly. So right. that's, that's kind of what we're, uh, you know, we're, uh, yeah. So hey, this Wesley may be a Chapel. theme. Yeah. I didn't know, George, I didn't remember that was Wesley Chapel. We, I knew you were we in Florida, really, but. We know yeah. that's, we know a good place to get a smoked old fashioned. Oh, there. yeah. Grill so. Smith. Yeah, so that's, let's pick that for a spot to meet, George. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yes, let's do that. <laughs> and good morning, Tommy, in Pennsylvania. All right. Yeah, if you're listening in, uh, Hugo Sanchez in uh, South Texas. All right. And uh, so, yeah, please uh, say hello. Let us know where you're listening from. Yeah. And uh, maybe let us know if you're wearing pants. We just, you know, it's just <laughs> fun. <laughs> no. What? I'm wearing a dress, so I guess I could say I'm not wearing pants. I don't. But <laughs> yeah, these pajamas. Let us know kind of what oh, your attire is for the morning show. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of fun oh, stuff. Wait a happening. second. You know what we're doing here is I we need to stop sharing for a second because I think everybody. Um, not sure. Okay, we're good. We're good yeah, on I audio. Think so. I think they're. I think they're we're good. Chiming in, saying hello. All right. so. Pittsburgh. Good morning. That's All the first time. Answer on Pittsburgh. Great job, Josh. Pants on. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's Eastern time zone. Yeah. That's he's got an advantage. So oh, right on. Yeah. So it's uh we gotta we're having fun with this morning show thing, and we uh we're also really energized about today's um topic. Like and and I put a shout out, he's probably still, you know, just uh, having his finding his way to the coffee pot in California. Um Tim Lawrence. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah shared yeah. something on social media we saw it on linkedin and it's it the the thing is from simon sinek and uh it's it's quite good we're followers of simon sinek anyway like big followers we usually when we uh when we um are chatting uh, Uh when we're talking to new dealers that we're working with and it's like you need some good inspiration in the day yeah this is a great so smart yeah and i think we've presented um his golden circle a couple of times. Yeah. We've talked about so, that for um, sure. Yeah. Really. And we've talked about it in some of our presentations. So uh, I saw your comment there, George. It, it we, we're familiar. Really and that's life. where I had my first <laughs> smoked old fashioned. 
Grill Smith, Wesley uh-huh. Chapel, Florida. And what and did we have with our smoked old fashions? Key lime pie with yes. macadamia nut crust, and it's outstanding. It's, it's it's like they take they took it another yeah. three steps with I the just, macadamia I think I nut crust. I just figured out what I'm doing so with my Friday. So yeah, I I don't know. I know that they've got a few Grill Smiths. Uh, around in Florida, and oh, if, it, if it's outside of the state, but if you're in yeah. Florida, yeah, and you like to eat, yeah, um, yeah, try to find a grill smith, smoked old fashions, take a picture, share it with us on social media, uh-huh. and key lime pie. Again, take a picture, share it with right. on social media. It's super, super good. Sure. So, shall we get to our thing? Um, we got uh, yes. do we have any announcements and, and, today. Uh, Jared Halstead is going to be with us on oh, Friday, yeah, yeah, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so those of you who know Jared, you know how much fun he is. And we uh, we have some fun things to talk about coming off of the leadership symposium yeah. that they just yeah. did very successfully in uh, Austin. Uh, all the feedback. So, Excellent. so great. So we're going to talk about that and um, talk about all the other stuff that lies ahead for state associations mm-hmm. and national. And so, yeah, don't miss uh, Jared Halstead on Friday. Yeah, um, that's going to be a good one. And I, I think we've got to uh, take a quick peek at our calendar. Um, next week, I think we already have Monday. Amanda Sanchez will be joining us on Monday too. Nice. Yes. Um, so we just really, really, really like her. We have some so. cool friends. You know what? <laughs> we do. How is it that we two, do. two uncool people end up with so many cool friends? I just, I, just well, uh, you know, I'll there's a, there's myself. another pitch for go to your conferences. Yeah. Because then you meet some of the coolest people. And it's and by the way, awesome. EO out in uh, with LHPH mm-hmm. Capital, you said uh, you know Tim's cool, but we think you're pretty cool too. Yeah. So. We I didn't get a chance. No, I didn't to, get a chance yeah. to meet her in person. So um, yeah, we just we we've we communicated happen. via. Um, email and all that kind of stuff. So, okay. So back to what we were going to talk about, um, uh, Simon Sinek golden circle. We've, we've used that in some of our presentations. We also is like, if you guys follow anyone, he's one of the three that, that we, especially the top two, um, uh, would be Donald Miller with story branding. So if you're looking for a way to communicate with your, your customer, Mm -hmm. this is, really a beautiful way of being able to communicate with your customer where your customer is the hero instead of you. Yeah. And and just the whole storytelling Mm -hmm. part of that is, um, we think is really helpful to buy your payer in particular. So, and then Simon Sinek has just got such a beautiful way of like what uh, the golden circle is about. Um, he, he brings in the example of Apple where it's like, you talk about your why first, and then you talk about your, um, you know, what it is that you plan to accomplish with the, and then it's like, and by the way, we sell cars. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So yeah, it's good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Okay. So Simon, we have, you you got it queued up. Well, I've got it queued up, but you want to tell them about, um, uh, Tim, you already said something about yeah, it. Yeah, I just we explained it. We saw yeah. that Tim had shared it. Glad to know that Tim is also a follower. Because Simon Sinek is, you know, widely known and a great thought leader mm-hmm. and and coach. And and so he's uh, he's somebody we see pretty routinely. And Tim shared something this morning from Simon. And when I saw it and listened to the little three-minute video, I was like, wow, that's so poignant. It's like a, a really condensed um version of the things that we think I, about yeah. talk about we imply in our own business yeah. and so yeah this you can I, roll so i down. just just a little pre, uh, jim got up before i did um and so i kind of roll out of bed and and he's just like i sent you something I'm like what did you send me he says i sent you a um a link to uh um tim's mm-hmm. 
uh, post on LinkedIn. And he's like, I want you to watch it because I want to use it this morning. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So I watched it and through the whole thing, I'm looking up going, oh my gosh, this is awesome. This is really, really awesome. Okay. So enough of the hype up for the thing. So we're going to play the video or it's it's on YouTube. We're going to play it for you. If you guys want um, uh, the link or something later on, we'll uh, share the link. just we'll share the link, but, um, well, and so we're listening. We, we may, we kind of talked about kind of playing it. I don't know if we're going to play it again. Cause this is all new to me, all this technology stuff for this. So, all right. So let's go ahead and add that to the stream and then we're going to remove hit... that banner. Oh, I do want to remove the banner. Sorry. Hold on just a quick second. Brand. You guys just, you get to see us learning the stuff as we do it <laughs> okay. do you remember what we said yeah, uh, it's, done it's, is better yeah, than done perfect is better than so. perfect okay so let's go purpose is always idealized right like as i said before i imagine a world in which right i'm i know i'm not going to get there like when martin luther king said i have a dream like one day little black children will hold hands on the playground with little white children right like all of these things they're all strivings and the the, the milestones that we pass make us feel like we're making progress. And that's why metrics are really important and milestones are really important. And the, the most important thing is context. There's nothing wrong with the quarterly numbers or annual numbers. The only question I would ask is, to what end? To what end? Like, you know, I, I was talking to a young entrepreneur last night and she's looking for investment. And one of her potential investors said, um, how long is it gonna take you to hit $100 million revenues? And I said, don't take that person's investment. Show me one article, one, I just need one. Show me one article in HBR, one study, I don't care, that demonstrates that hypergrowth or high-speed growth is good, for, is good for the company on any level. The answer is there are none. The pressure comes from that person trying to achieve their financial goals. So they put pressure on you to make your short-term goals, right? And so, um, and so there's nothing wrong with goals as long as we understand the context and the purpose of that goal, right? Um, I like to think of money like fuel, right? And a car is the company and the purpose is the destination, right? And if money is fuel, it makes the car go. You absolutely have to have money to make the company go. You have to have, you have to, there is no dreaming big if you have no fuel. You can have the most beautiful car in the world and yet if you've got no fuel, it's pointless. But we don't own a car to buy fuel. Right? We don't own, we don't have companies simply for the money. Right? It's the destination. You want to be able to go somewhere. And the and the passengers are the employees and they're excited, not about the fuel in the car. How much fuel do we have? No one gets excited by that. We get excited where we're going. We're going to Alaska. Are we near? And it's and the, and that's the analogy. And when there's a roadblock. If you're only driven by, by uh, the metrics, then the way we think about money, the way we think about corporate goals is the same way we think about our goal is to drive 200 miles a day. Our goal is to make X amount of money, right? That's how we think about it. Well, what happens if you drive 150 miles? Is that a problem? What happens if there's a roadblock? Do you know what to do? You start freaking out and panicking because you're going to miss your numbers. We're purpose-driven. Companies that know their destinations in the idealized state, they take detours. And to the outside world, it looks like you're going sideways or slowly, but you know you're just going around. And that's how companies actually look. You know, it's circuitous and messy. And purpose helps us keep focused on the very far distant future. So we know we're going in the right vector, even if somebody can't tell we're going in the right direction. And so people have to understand the purpose of the goals you're setting. 
and how they're contributing to something. And start talking, like we and our PNL, I don't have the word profit on my PNL. It doesn't exist. On my PNL, it says freedom. I damn well want more freedom this month than I had last month. Right? Freedom to say no to things I don't want to do. Freedom to give it away. Freedom to take care of my people. I want freedom because profit means nothing. So I'm trying to contextualize all of these words that have no inherent, inherent magic to them. So yeah, think of money like fuel, and fuel drives your purpose. Be purpose-driven and talk about the place you're trying to get to and talk about the world that you imagine. And you damn well better make a lot of fuel to get there because it's going to be expensive and it's going to take a long time. Wow. How amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just... And, and I hope everybody was able to hear that well. And, and again, we'll share the link so you can listen again. To, but, um, oh, yeah, Hugo, we did call Amanda cool. She's super yeah. cool. Yeah, she is super cool. Um, um, so, you know, one, I, I, there's so much meat on the bone mm -hmm. with this fantastic um, – uh, you know, one of the things is like I we we just did a presentation where we um, talked about what are you building, You're building a car, mm -hmm. and you know it just and so it was like ah that was one of the things like ah this is so fantastic. The other thing is is you know we we frequently um, chat with dealers and it's like one of the one of the first questions we ask them it's like so what do you want to do. And, you know, we'll, we'll hear, I want to, um, I want to, uh, um, I want to sell, I want, I want 500 accounts on my, on my books. Okay. Why? Mm -hmm. Why? Right. Well, because that would, you know, I, I just, it's going to, it's going to bring in the, the money to do the stuff. It's like, well, what's the stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's going to allow me to, you know, to, and, and it's like, we love to just dig. It's like, we're just digging a little bit deeper. And, and it's funny because some people, when, when we're, when it's the first time that they've kind of been ever asked anything like that. Cause usually it's like, so what are your goals? And it's all metrics driven. It's all money driven. It's like, I want to make this kind of profit. I want to be able to do this many accounts. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to do that. And it's all very, very structured. You know, that whole thing where he's talking about, we want to drive 200 miles today, every day. And if we don't, then for some reason, a lot of times they, they, the, we, when we talk, it's like we've failed or we have, a, a, you know, a, if we didn't so do bad. it. But it's like, it's like figure out what that end goal is and then move towards that. I mean, like, what's your why? Why? Why do you want five? What will it bring you? It'll, you know, da, 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 da. It's like, what will it bring you? And for most people, it's like, I want freedom. It's that's what it kind of boils down to. Yeah. And sometimes they don't even really know that's the end game or the destination. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's what we're really trying to introduce, especially to this segment. You know, I've been fortunate in my career to be involved in some other businesses and meet some really fantastic entrepreneurs and, and influencers and, you know, people that are really um, change makers. Mm -hmm. And it just helps me to, bring a lot of that to our dealer clients mm -hmm. because we just find that, you know, there are plenty of folks out there teaching what Michelle and I call straight lines, policies, procedures, black and white business planning strategy. There are plenty of folks out there doing that. I think where Michelle and I have gotten quite comfortable is in this space of, you know, working with dealers on a, 
on a little higher plane, if you will, it's like uh, being able to go beyond the the black and white that is a business plan and a strategy. And listen, just like Simon said, look, the metrics matter, the milestones mm -hmm. matter, but you need context. We we need to, and, and we need purpose behind what we do. And I, one thing I thought about Michelle is like, we talk about this and we, we talk, we see dealers out there struggling to hire, right? We see mm -hmm. them having hard time <laughs> creating a team and building any kind of real culture and any kind of commitment from their people and any loyalty. And, I can't think of anything they could do better, especially with the younger generation. Now we can ignore this, but if, if we continue to ignore this, the, the younger generation is not just about pay. They want some sense of purpose in what they're doing. And when we can figure that out, which means we first, as the leader of our business, as the, you know, the visionary, uh, which is really, you know, that's, the first place I heard chief visionary officer was mm -hmm. um, Steve Jobs, uh -huh. at which, you know, he, we talked about Simon Sinek refers to Apple as a company yeah. that this purpose driven kind of company. Well, you know, the same thing can be true with us. Like we, we can be that kind of visionary in our business. So the other coach that we refer to is, um, I'm drawing a blank. Our guy, Vivid Vision. Cameron oh, Harold. Cameron Harold. Cameron Harold. Yes. So it's another coach we talk about and we kind of refer to their material. And a lot of our clients, we introduce them to this material because we feel like it, it happens often. And I say it in our presentations that often I meet a dealer and they're asking these questions at the beginning. You and I meet the people and they'll say, you know, where, where should I set my pricing or where should I, you know, all the questions that are common from a dealer that many of us are asking out there on Facebook, you know, day in and day out. And we kind of run it through a lens of, well, who do you want to be? Where do you want to go? So in this case, what's yeah. your destination? Yeah. Like where, where do you want to end up? You know, so we, this is what the vivid vision thing is all about is mm -hmm. helping dealers as business owners get real clarity about where they want to end up because that now you've got something you can get people excited about. Just like mm -hmm. the whole thing about nobody gets excited about how much gas is in the tank. Now, now as a dealer, you know, that's, that's our positive cash flow. That's our profit. But what you heard him say is he's replacing the word profit with what freedom doesn't even say profit on his balance or on his P and L rather. And so this is all part of what Michelle and I are, are excited to introduce. And, and it's no accident that we're bringing this on a, on a white hat Wednesday, because we think this is really where we have a chance to, to make a difference you know, in, in this industry is just by helping dealers start to think about the long game, think about destination. Um, it's not that we're not creating business plans. It's just that business plans and, you know, what we, what we traditionally have done is in mission statements. It's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's helpful, but there's more, there's more to be done. There's more, uh, to, and it really helps drive culture. It helps drive, um, our ultimate success because everybody can see it. They can buy into it. Uh, they can get excited about it and, and our ability to, to deal with the setbacks at a management level mm -hmm. is much better when we all know where we're going. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. There were a couple of things from this that I, uh, you know, you mentioned hiring issues and, um, we talked to a lot of dealers out there that are like, oh, we, you know, we need to hire, especially like techs and, and, and all that, um, which is another thing we can talk about when we're done. 
so, you know, hiring issues and, and what, what I would propose is, you know, Jim talked about the younger generation. Um, uh, it, it's a different, it's a different pool that, that we draw from now. I mean, mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, COVID really changed the, the, um, the, the genetics of the pool, the, I mean, it's, it, it really, it, it created a fundamental shift in the pool of people that we hire. Yeah. And, um, and I would, uh, I would propose that, um, that we consider that when, when we bring people into our organizations, into our team, into mm -hmm. our, you know, our dealerships or whatever, that, um, the younger generation this is, I, and I don't have numbers to back this, but this is just like my, what I, what I've observed is that they want not just a paycheck, but a purpose. And, um, and that, uh, you know, it's important for them to be able to, to pay their bills and, you know, and make good money, but how you keep them mm -hmm. is you give them a purpose, right? You give them a purpose that is bigger than themselves and their dealership. Yeah. And, and just a purpose. What is it that we are trying to accomplish as a business? Sure. And, and that when they feel like this, you know, the younger generation, it's like they really love being involved with something that's bigger than themselves. I look at, we used the example of Chick-fil-A a while back. And, you know, I mean, this is like a lot of, a lot of younger people, um, you know, all of that, even during COVID, um, they may have shut down their, their, uh, their dining room. Um, but they seemed like they were staffed, they were open and they were happy. Were they? Well, I, it just, it, they always have this like, yeah, but, but, um, you know, one thing that we've, when we've talked about Chick-fil-A is that Chick-fil-A is a purpose-driven company too. And it's not just about having great chicken. It's, they are actively involved They are And so when people get hired on to Chick-fil-A that they, it's like, they know they're part of something bigger than just making a chicken sandwich. You watch their ads and you can see that. How often when you see their ads on television, is it about, we're having a special, get a two for one chicken sandwich. Right. It's it never about. is. It's about how their team members are impacting community. Right. That's it's it's. And who's the hero in every one of their ads is the customer. Yeah. It's not Chick-fil-A. It's the customer. And then it's, it's like, yeah, I, and that's a, that's a pretty hard connection to make. They, they are pretty successful with it, but it's a pretty hard connection to make how I become the hero buying a chicken sandwich. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I think in our line of work, it's much easier. Like, you know, back in April, we were invited to speak at BHPH, uh, United summit. And they asked us to speak on sell the program, not the car. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if we tie that to what we're talking about with personnel, you know, if I'm a young or just anybody, if I, if I come to work for a business, I want to make a paycheck. I need to make a mm -hmm. living. I need to provide for my family. However, I also love the idea of being able to walk through my community with my head held high. Yeah. Right. Amen. So, so that, 
Thank you. Right. That actually, one of the things when we talk to new dealers is, is you know, we put them through this uh, exercise or we ask them to do this exercise. Um, and some of them was just like, here's something that you might want to consider doing, which is about, it's a Cameron Herald kind of thing, Vivid Vision, but it ties into all of this is we ask them, all right, if you were to meet um, you know, go to the grocery store, pick up a gallon of milk. And some of you might've heard this before and it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's worth repeating. Pick up a gallon of milk at the grocery store, a long day at work. And you run into someone who bought a car that day mm -hmm. from your dealership with the assumption that they know that you own the dealership. And so what does that conversation sound like in the grocery store? One, are you saying, Hey, weren't you in the dealership today? Right. Or are you just trying to not pay, you know, or uh, uh, did they, did they have an experience where it's like, Hey, don't you own that dealership that I just went to today? It was such a great, ex okay. Right. One, that's the first thing that you draw that out. What does that look like? The second one is, is you run into that same person three or four years, however long the, the term of the contract is you run into that same person and you, um, grocery store, same thing. Your family goes through a lot of milk. Um, <laughs> right. and you, and you say, and uh, what's, what does that conversation sound like? Mm -hmm. And, and I maybe want you like, this is a customer that has that, you know, they went through a hiccup here, a roadblock here, a whatever it is here, but they saw the contract to the end mm -hmm. and you just either put them in a new car or you just you know, signed over the title. What does that conversation sound like? That is where you start with creating your purpose. What do you, how do you want that experience to be for the new buyer and the one that's finished their contract? Because that's the filter for all the decisions that you make going well, forward. And, and you talk about it in the context of the dealer, because that's who we work with when we're out there with clients, we're working primarily with the dealer, but the same would be true for mm -hmm. the salesperson or, Absolutely. you know, somebody working in the service department. I mean, if you bump into the customer, are you happy to see them? Are they happy to see you? Don't we want to feel good about? Do you the see them down the aisle and you go a different direction? Or, even I, <laughs> if it's not your customer, if it's yeah. just somebody in the community and they recognize you from a Facebook ad or a TV commercial, mm -hmm. what do they think about you? What do they, mm -hmm. do they think you're salesy and, and uh, trying to get in their pocket or do they think, you know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. it's like, how do we, if we're really playing the long game and, and uh -huh. Shelly, you know, piped in with purpose. Yeah. That's, that's definitely what it's about. It's like creating that purpose because we feel like that lets us have a North star in mm -hmm. our business. It's like, we can, we can build everything else on that. Mm -hmm. And also all of the stuff, all the milestones that, that, um, Simon talked about, you know, metrics, whether it's, you know, certain targets, objectives, all those things are in the context of our overarching purpose. Yep. And that helps us to be more consistent. Like it helps us to create top down culture that is going to make our business healthier, more sustainable. Um, it's going to create longevity in our team. Yep. You know, we're going to cut down on our turnover when we create that sort of environment. And we just know it's entirely possible. And, and we're not saying nobody out there is doing it. We're just saying that it's not as common as we want it to be. And we think when, when dealers learn how to really tap into this and create that, then they're going to feel better. Mm -hmm. They're going to feel more confident in their own day-to-day decision-making yep. like that's the big one for me he talks about you know having some clarity about the the direction 
you know, when you have a little setback, you step sideways for a day or two. And then, but when you have that clarity about where you're going, then it, it helps you make the decision. It helps you know what, how do I make this decision? Yep. So this is why, you know, Michelle and I often find ourselves asking dealers, you know, what, what's the, what's the end game? Like, what, yeah. What do you how, want? How do you how want do you to be, be known? Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, and you know, we ask ourselves that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, all the time, all the, all all the time. I mean, it's like a daily, weekly thing. We're asking, what do we want and Mm -hmm. how do, you know, how do we want to be known? And so choices are made based on Mm -hmm. that. And so, you know, it's like the whole thing people keep, (laughs) we we get asked all the time, how do you guys make money? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) oh, we're supposed to make money. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's like, we, we've seen that it's, this is, this is about this is about making a difference mm-hmm. and that we know, cause we're very clear about what our purpose is and where we're going. We know that, that finances just flow. I mean, it's, it's just going to happen. It's going to happen because you know, it's like we're adding value and we're helping people be better and it's just going to happen. Yeah. And, and so it does. And it, yeah. yeah. But in the meantime, do you know of any two people that enjoy more freedom <laughs> than you and I enjoy? Oh my gosh. No, I mean, and no. Just... And it, we, 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 Oh, but we w- had dinner last night with uh, Greg King and his wife, Christy, Christy. And, um, so fun. They're, uh, so they're great, people. great people. And, yeah. and we were like, we have decided that we're just going to name ourselves gypsies. Yeah. And you know, it's like, that's so cool. It's like, well, you know, we, this is the, this is what we choose and we can, and we do. And so if any, just, anybody's yeah. got a school bus, we can paint up. We want to do it like know. the partridge family. Yeah. Just beads. joking. We can do beads and the whole thing. <laughs> Michelle's not doing that. Again. <laughs> I loved the I year and a half gotta, gotta, gotta on the road, but yeah. yeah. So, um, to kind of wrap up, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that, uh, watching that video of Simon Sinek and it's about purpose and goals. And so watch it again. We really encourage you. We'll, we'll add the link, um, to, uh, these broadcasts after they go into social media as recordings. And, and so watch that. And it, it actually, it's something that Jim and I, um, you know, I've, I, just this morning he brought it to me, but I've watched it a couple of times mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, this is really, really rich. So parting words, um, you know, always learn, Mm -hmm. always be looking to learn always, 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 whether it be through a book or through a podcast or through a YouTube, something Mm -hmm. through good conversation, always be learning and always strive to be better. Yeah. And, um, and by having this purpose that we're talking about helps us be better leaders Mm -hmm. in our businesses and whether that's a dealer or a manager and in our communities, that's Mm true. So, yeah, I think this is, um, that's probably enough for today. Yep. I think uh, we oh. can. Oh. oh, it just, okay. So that wraps up that part um, <laughs> where I was, uh, Jim just uh, recorded a podcast on oh, Monday yeah. mm-hmm. um, with Brent Carmichael. Those of you right. guys who know Brent, he's, he's like, he's such a powerhouse in, in, yeah. uh, in the buyer payer space. And so he just recorded a podcast with him and it's about shop or not to shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so not, I'm not talking about going to TJ Maxx or Nordstrom's and spending money. I'm talking about a service center. Yeah. So good conversation. So yeah. we'll get that release in the next uh, week or two here, but yeah, yeah. look for that. Uh, we, we just took on in this hardest question series. We, we recorded yesterday or Monday, the uh, conversation around 
should I have a service department? If I'm a dealer and new dealer, how do I make a judgment about whether I should have my own lifts and techs and my own service department? So a good, again, rich conversation. We invite you to find mm -hmm. that. And, uh, Brent, uh, has all the answers. So yeah, it's, happy to bring. <laughs> it's an awful lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So everybody, um, happy Wednesday. Hope you enjoyed today's, um, show. Uh, if you, if you do get on YouTube and click, uh, like, and subscribe to our channel there as well. Um, yep. that kind of helps us get a little bit more viewership because, you know, we're trying to be able to really get in front of people that it can help. And so the more you guys help us, the more it can help other dealers. And so really, really appreciate, um, all of you, uh, listening today and hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week and we will see Jared you. Halstead on Friday, Jared Amanda Halstead on Friday, Sanchez, Amanda Butler Sanchez. Amanda on Butler Monday. Sanchez on Monday. So have a great week and we will see you in a couple of days. And you're cool too, Hugo. <laughs> <laughs>